Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Kate Faulkner. Hello, hope you're okay. Thank you for downloading today's podcast on Tuesday, February 27th. Our top story today, the Kent Online podcast has been told nearly one in four adults here in the southeast didn't do anything despite fearing a child was being abused or neglected. According to the NSPCC, the main reasons for not taking action were being worried about making things worse and not being able to prove what they'd heard. Alia Pettit is from the charity that's launching a Listen Up, Speak Up campaign. It's not just a problem uh, for the southeast not just a problem for kent it's actually a problem for everyone in the uk um, which is why everyone needs to work together to help protect children is it quite a concern though that a, a lot of people wouldn't speak up i mean you you must be quite worried that there's a, a lot of us who would just not turn a blind eye but but fear about the implications if they did say something it is a concern but we understand that there is a stigma attached to reporting and like i said a lot of people um they do worry about what if they are wrong and then there is that that stigma attached um which is why listen up speak up is so important because it aims to support those who do have a concern and are just not sure what to do next or are worried that they are wrong or being nosy for example uh, listen up speak up aims to yeah empower people to feel confident in their decisions and what actions to take. You say about empowering people, how are you planning to do that? I know you've got some workshops that are going to be running, haven't you? Yep. So with through uh, Listen Up Speak Up's campaign, uh, we're going to offer 10 minute uh, digital training sessions online um, and also 60 minute workshops, which we are going to host throughout communities, organisations and schools. And within uh, the training and the workshops, Uh, We are going to go over different situations which could indicate that a child is at risk. And then we're going to go over the support available and what steps to take next so that people, you know, they feel empowered, just a little bit of knowledge that they know what to do if they are ever in a a situation that they're concerned about a child. There may be some people who literally don't know what steps to take if they do have a real concern about uh, a child. There might be others who, as we mentioned earlier, are really worried about the implications it could have, particularly if they feel that they're not going to be anonymous. Do you hear that that perhaps is is one big concern if, I don't know, if it's a, a neighbour's children, for example, they're not going to want to know that it was them who who flagged a concern. Yep. So this is something that we hear a lot. Um, and we know that there's not one size fits all for every situation. Some of the advice that we give can range from um, going, just going around. If you know the person or it's a family member, just going in and checking in, making sure that they're OK, having a cup of tea to also, you know, reporting your concerns and getting advice from the NSPCC helpline. Um, we, we know that people worry that they don't want to be too nosy. They, they want to be anonymous. And that's why through Listen Up, Speak Up, we want to make sure they know the options available. They know what happens at every stage of those options. Um, so they've got the knowledge available. So they, yeah, they know what to do. Because I, I suppose the, the worst thing would be not to take any action and then find out further down the line that something dreadful had happened. I mean, that, that, that yeah. must weigh on people's minds, but I do appreciate it can be a very difficult decision to make. Yeah, of course. And, uh, you know, we know that it is very difficult and we know that, yeah, there is such stigma attached, but we just kind of want to challenge that mentality and just think, if you not you, then who? Kent Online News. 
A man's been treated in hospital after a stabbing in Sheerness. He was walking along Alma Street when he was attacked by a man he knew on Sunday afternoon. The suspect fled in a vehicle. Police later arrested a 49-year-old man after looking at CCTV footage. A man's during court accused of entering a property in Broadstairs with intent to commit a sexual offence. Jehovani Palata was arrested following reports from a resident on Ramsgate Road last month. The 28-year-old from Shroton Street in West London has also been charged with burgling a property on the Broadway. A suspected drug driver has been arrested after police stopped a speeding car in Tunbridge. Officers were carrying out checks on Hadlow Road when they arrested a 31-year-old man on Saturday. He was also questioned on suspicion of possessing cannabis before being released on bail. Firefighters have been tackling a blaze involving a caravan near Sittingbourne. Crew spent more than an hour putting out the flames after being called to Matts Hill Road in Hartlip last night. We're told no one was injured. Kent Online News. Police are searching for two teenage girls reported missing from their homes in West Kent. 13-year-old Lily Marie Hollands from East Morling and Jasmine Mansfield, who's 17 and from Barming, were last seen on Friday. It's thought they may be in the Swanley or Sidcup area. We've shared their picture at Kent Online. A man's been attacked by three members of his neighbour's family after complaining about their noise near Tunbridge Wells. Five-year-old Mark Andrews was beaten and slapped on the doorstep of his own flat on Cranwell Road in Rustall last July. Two men have been given suspended sentences while a woman's been put on a community order. They'll all have to do 150 hours of unpaid work. The air ambulance has been called to Maidstone after someone fell from a lorry. Paramedics were also spotted at the Spectrum business estate yesterday afternoon. The person was treated at the scene before being flown to a London hospital. There's been another landslip under a clifftop house in Folkestone. The Road of Remembrance has been closed for a month and more earthen trees crumbled away yesterday afternoon. Kent County Council say they're assessing the situation and an investigation is ongoing. Kent Online News. The junior doctor strike in Kent continues today after the BMA started five days of industrial action. It's the latest walkout in their long-running dispute over pay with the government. Kate Langford is the Chief Medical Officer for NHS Kent and Medway. We've um, become very good at protecting urgent and emergency services during strike action. Um, so those most critical services will be up and running. But what we will see is, unfortunately, we're likely to have an effect on cancellations of any planned procedures that might have been happening, which would include um, surgery or outpatient appointments. Ahead of strings of strike action in a row that, that we have been seeing, what sort of strategies and things are implemented by the NHS to make sure that you know urgent care and, and those that need it the most get seen? Yeah, so regrettably, we've become very good at working out what we need to do to protect the care for the most urgent cases. And in Kent and Medway, we're helped by the fact that we have a coordination centre um, that connects all of our NHS services across Kent and Medway to make sure that everybody can work together to protect those most urgent services. So we divert staff to the front line. Um, we get services working together. So if anyone's getting a little bit overburdened, we can try and help with that. So we are getting good at protecting those most urgent cases. But unfortunately, that does mean we are diverting staff away from less urgent cases. 
And um, whilst I'm sure everyone would support protecting care for the most urgent people, that's very little comfort to, to those unfortunate people who have been waiting for planned operations, planned outpatient appointments, and are now finding they're going to have to wait even longer. We saw some statistics recently on a uh, wait times in A&E departments across Kent, and they're increasingly people are waiting more than 12 hours to be seen. Are these strike actions, is, is that going to impact those wait times? Are people going to be waiting longer? So let me just be clear about the 12 hours. That's people who have been seen but are waiting for the next stage of their care. Um, now, what happens is we can protect care for the most urgent people coming in, but um, it becomes more difficult to progress people onto hospital wards and through the hospital wards and back to be discharged when you're short of staff in total. Um, so sometimes that can impact on people who uh, are waiting in an emergency department because they're going to be coming into hospital, um, but we haven't been able to free up a bed for them yet. And those might be the people who are waiting 12 hours. Just want to stress again, they will have been seen, so their clinical care will have been assessed. But of course, that's still not the situation we want people to be in, having to then wait 12 hours before progressing on to the next step. Now, we're finding at the moment it is a busy, cold and flu season. There's a lot of nasty viruses about. Over the course of the strike action, if people do feel unwell, is the advice to them to still seek medical help? So what I would say to people is if it's um, a real emergency, you think someone's having a stroke, a heart attack, or they've clearly had a bad accident, use 999 the same as you would as, as always. And those services are being protected. If it's anything else, such as you think you've got flu or a chest infection, then I would say to people, please try and find an alternative to ED. And, you know, what I would say is the place to find that alternative is NHS 111, which you can access by phone or online. And they have a really good view of all the other places you could be advised to go and get that help that you want, get that check that you need. Um, but it's not the urgent and emergency department where we're really trying to protect that so that the staff who are working are looking after people with critical needs. The BMA say the strikes will continue until the government makes a credible pay offer. It's emerged one in five grammar school students in the county got in without sitting the Kent test. The exam is normally used to see which pupils can attend selective schools, but figures show more and more schools are using head teacher assessments instead. It's feared opening a new shisha lounge in Chatham could lead to more crime and antisocial behaviour. Plans have been submitted for a site on Railway Street in the town centre. Police have raised concerns and want to make sure CCTV is installed if it does go ahead. A decision is expected next month. Kent Online News. There are these local roads won't be able to cope with a planned new housing estate near Ashford. Developers want to build 175 homes on land in Ham Street after it was identified as a suitable location by the local authority. But critics are worried it could lead to flooding, damage to wildlife and extra traffic. Post office bosses have apologised following complaints about long queues at their branch in Canterbury. Residents say they've faced beyond acceptable waiting times at the facility, which is based in WH Smith in St George's Street. A spokesperson says they've recently been short-staffed, but that's now been resolved. People living in part of Faversham are calling for something to be done after sewerage overflowed onto the roads. It's reportedly the second time it's happened in the Whitstable Road area in the past month. Southern Water have been made aware. A campaign group against plans for a new runway at Gatwick Airport have appointed an expert team to oppose any development. Cagney covers villages in Sussex, Surrey and Kent and has raised over £40,000 to fund their opposition. Airport bosses are pushing 
waiting for a development consent order to increase capacity. Hearings into that are due to start shortly. It comes as the leader of Thanet Council says he doesn't think Manston Airport will ever reopen as a cargo hub. Controversial plans have been around for years, but a campaigner recently won the right to appeal against a decision not to allow a second judicial review. Labor's Rick Everett has been speaking on the Kent Politics podcast. We've got to a stage in the process where the council in its local plan has protected the site for um, potential aviation use and it's really up to the legal process to sort itself out and decide whether the Secretary of State has made a lawful decision. If he has made a lawful decision, then the council uh, will get on with it insofar as it has a role in working with uh, River Oak strategic partners who, who own the airport um, to make sure that whatever happens, we mitigate the effects on residents and on the local environment to the greatest extent we can while uh, getting whatever benefits are available um, for the local community. So what I'm committed to doing is working constructively with the situation that emerges from the process. But the reality is, and despite what people say every time there's an election, Fannick District Council has no say at this point in whether the airport reopens or not. The big question, I think, for the owners is whether they've got a viable business plan. And we'll only know that if and when they get the opportunity to bring it forward. If you missed that episode, you can find it on the politics page of Kent Online. Kent Online News. National Highways have apologised after spelling Folkestone wrong in road markings. They put a U in the town's name at the busy Castle Hill interchange. Bosses say contractors will be out to fix it as soon as possible. The winners of the Kenton Medway Food and Drink Awards will be announced later. Nominations have been made by the public and judges have been visiting finalists across the county. Categories include Restaurant and Hotel of the Year, Best Beverage Producer and Food and Drink Hero. A cat that was adopted by gardeners at Hever Castle has now been reunited united with its owners. Staff at the site near Edenbridge thought she was female and named her Puffball. A charity scanned the microchip and found out it's a male called Leonard who lives in Greater London. And a couple who fulfilled their dream of converting an old toilet block into a micro pub have decided to expand the site. Dave and Sasha Miller opened the Cotton Mill on Station Road in Swanley back in 2018 after years of managing pubs in London. Our reporter Charlotte Phillips has been finding out more. How did you kind of hear about the toilet block? Did you see it on like a post somewhere that had been left there? Like how did that kind of come about? Yeah, so we did, we did see it originally that it was advertised um, as like an office space. Right. Um, so I was I come from Sidcup originally, um, so I know a fair bit about Swanley yeah. and and where it was and that sort of thing. Um, yeah, so we saw the space advertised, and 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 the big drive for me was was always to use a building that already had character. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I just did, I didn't want to be another another micro pub that opens up in in yet another empty shop because um, it just it just doesn't have that same feel or story to the building that I was after. Um, yeah, so we saw that in there and we approached the council to, to work with them. Um, I did um, all the building work myself as well. So from start to finish till now, it's all been it's all been done by me. So it's been it's been quite a journey to to have built the business yourself and then and then manage and run it. Yeah, um, I saw you had an extension of the sitting area last year. What did that kind of entail? Um, it was a taxi office in that back corner of the building, mm-hmm. um, and they they closed for whatever reason. Not sure. Um, I think it was down to money and things, taxis in general. Yeah, it was just life after COVID. To be fair, yeah. it just never picked up again. So, um, so they they vacated, and um, we'd always said to the council that if it ever came available, we'd want it because then you know we've we've got the whole building. 
and uh yeah as soon as they vacated the council got in touch and said you can have it if you want it um and that took a little bit of building work and things as well didn't it mm -hmm. to get that open and going but uh it's created such a a nice space um for a lot of our customers they can kind of go around in the little snug corner and there's a dartboard in there as well so we have darts nights and things like that which is as another layer of the community feel in the pub which is it's been lovely hasn't it the past few months they've spent a total of sixty thousand pounds on the business they're hoping to soon build another extension loft front so they can serve even more customers Kent Online Sports. Football now and Maidstone United's incredible run in the FA Cup is over. They were beaten 5-0 in the fifth round by championship side Coventry City last night. The non-league side were the lowest ranked side to get that far in the tournament since 1978. His manager, George Elikobi. Super proud. Super proud of our players. Super proud of our community. How we've gone about um, this historic FA Cup run. Um, but I'm going to quiet that down a little bit. Firstly, huge congratulations to Mark Robbins, to Coventry City uh, for the wedding winners tonight. Um, they showed us what different levels are um, in terms of how um, they finish their attacks. Um, and this is why we aspire to be in football. When you come to a good championship side like they are, you have to make sure you stick to the game plan. And I thought um, we didn't quite follow the, the tactical structure of our game plan and uh, we got punished for the first goal um, but again um, I'm immensely proud of our of our players how they've gone about um, this historic day um, you know there's been so much attention they've inspired so many people um, around our, our Maystone community but more so globally and was not there to serve. so this is a moment that we will never never forget in the history of the club obviously we are all winners um, you know, a little bit disappointed, some of them. But at my job as a manager, our job as a management team is to pick them, up, pick them up, make sure we remind them of how far we've come as a team in this competition where we set out a standing, um, standing town away. We said we wanted to progress as far as we could in the FA Cup. And some of the moments that we've managed to, to create as a group, as a football club, it's just, um, it's just super, super, super admirable and everyone that's watching football, these are the moments that we all live for. Um, but again, we have to learn um, from how, you know, we consider our goals and, you know, we're playing against um, fantastic championship players. And, you know, when you make mistakes, they will punish you and these are the different levels and our players can learn from this and, you know, look forward to now concentrating on our National League South form and making sure our players now recover and and then we we can come back into training and ensure that we drive the standards again into into our league. Coventry boss Mark Robbins also had this to say about the Stones' performance. Congratulations to Mason and George because he's doing a brilliant job. I mean, just to be in this this round is fantastic for them and should sustain them for a, a long while. I think they're going to invest that money really well as well. So that should that should you know see them through. Try to uh, try to progress as they try to get through the divisions. Staying with football and Maidstone's Alessia Russo is in the squad for England's friendly against Italy later. It's part of preparations for their Euro qualifying campaign. The match in Spain kicks off at five. That's all from us today. Thanks ever so much for listening. Don't forget you can follow us on Facebook, X, Instagram, TikTok and Threads. You can also get the details on the top stories direct to your email each morning via the briefing. To sign up, just head to kentonline.co.uk. News you can trust. 
This is the Kent Online Podcast.